You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 14. We have one of our favorite people back on the podcast. Terry Williams is here in the studio. Yo. And we are going to be talking about how to vibe with your tribe. It's going to be good. You excited? Yeah. So today we're going to be exploring client relationships and the industry disruptive gift of being a people person. Yep. If people like you, you can rise to the top of anything that you walk into. Yeah, so it's going to be great. Um, I know a lot of you out there are, are launching or growing your business and you are wanting to figure out that piece. Like, how do I really connect with my audience? Who is my ideal client? And how do I really engage with them in a way that's meaningful? Or you don't. You haven't asked that question at all. You're so focused on the Excel spreadsheet, your plans, and all the to-dos and the logistical pieces of putting together a business that you've maybe not focus so much on the importance of really connecting with your audience or as I like to call it vibing with your tribe and maybe today's a really good one to take notes on because it matters yeah yeah it is so so crucial so for those of you who don't know Terry and I are married and we own a gym here in Houston Texas called the league we launched it back in December 2013 so it's been around for about seven years and It's like the best. We are so honored to kind of steward it. And a lot of our experience kind of comes from that first business we launched together years ago. Okay, so my first question is how do, what is the best way to connect with your clients? I think the best way to connect with anybody is to just really acknowledge their presence and how important they are to you. I think you do a great job of that here on the show by doing the listener shout out. It's a really good way of just engaging directly with a person right there when they're in their car listening to the podcast and just saying, hey, you matter, you're awesome. You said something nice about me, I'm gonna throw it right back your way. And I wanna shout out one of your listeners who I wasn't aware was one of your listeners, who's a friend of mine, Mr. Austin Burnett. Hey. I joke about the guy all the time. You know, there's that old saying, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. This guy's literally a freaking rocket scientist. (laughs) I think his actual title is like aeronautics engineer or something like that. I probably butchered it. But he works for NASA, and he's a real deal uh, rocket scientist. That's so legit. You should feel good about yourself because you have rocket scientists listening <laughs> to you. Well, well, well. I um, That's a huge honor. Austin, you're awesome. And I'm super excited about what we talked about. And I am holding you accountable for making it happen. So let's see it. Well, I think that the, uh, the best way to um, connect with your clients is to connect with their story and not their situation. Um, I think that... As you get into a conversational relationship with clientele, and I don't know what industry everybody listening to this uh, is in, but for those of us who are client-facing, who actually have interactions with and conversations with our clients, uh, it can be just so easy to just connect with their situation. Hey, how you doing today? Yeah, not so good. Not a great day. Okay, well, things kind of fall flat right there. But if you have more to talk to a person about and you understand kind of the legacy moment that their life represents, what they're about, are they married, do they have kids, what are their interests, 
Uh, is there something that they're really bad at that they're trying to get good at that they've adopted as a hobby and now it's kind of become a piece of like almost their identity is like there's this skill set I'm trying to excel in maybe that's an opportunity for you to hang on to a talking point and it's something you can, can encourage them with or journey with them through maybe there's things that you can help them in uh, their pursuit of or maybe they just really have um, a love for dogs or a particular sports mm -hmm. team. And they're just conversation pieces you can hang on to. Knowing somebody's story is so much more powerful than just knowing their situation because you can really authentically connect with people on a level of intimacy. I hope that word doesn't sound funny because a lot of times it's only used in like a physical context. But intimacy, into me, see. Being able to see past just somebody's facial expression of stress when they walk in the door and know like, I'm gonna put a smile on your face before you leave here today. And here's how, I'm gonna actually connect with you and remind you that you matter. Yeah, I think a, a great way we um, handle this at the league is we actually train our team to like, like notice these types of things in people. So for example, you know, someone walks in and they have on a, like a UT shirt or, you know, their, you know, Texans jersey. It's like, oh, wow, that's that's a talking point. Like, so if you have a, a brick and mortar business, it's super easy to do this, right? Um, you can just kind of see what they're wearing, see what they're talking about. What, how was their day? You know, remember if it was their kid's birthday party and, and bring it up again like the next week so that they feel like, wow, they actually really remembered that. It's super easy to do that. And even if you have an online business, like there's, there's ways to con connect with your um, clients online. Remember stories you've talked about. If someone shoots you a DM, actually respond, actually care, check out their page and see what they're about. And people feel like they're seen and that they can connect with you that way. As long as you don't get cheesy with it, you know, don't make it obvious you're looking for cues and don't even make that your motive. Like get into a mode where that's an involuntary thing so that you're not, oh, hey, I noticed you're wearing this shirt. I'm a fan of them, too. Right. You know, making sure it's not mechanical. Um, and, and one thing that kind of helps me with that is like, how would I want this person to engage with me? Like if I've mentioned to somebody that I love Spartan races and I've gone out and I've competed before. It's just kind of cool if you ask me, not, how's Spartan Race going? Because it's like, I know you're into Spartan Race, so I'm going to say the word Spartan Race. But what if it's like, hey, you got any new monthly mileage goals? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk your ear off about how I'm in this new group with these awesome guys and we're challenging each other to run more miles. Yeah, so basically it's just being authentic, right? Being authentic in terms of your purpose and what you're trying to do because people can really sniff out when, like he said, it's targeted or you know awkward in that way so yeah just be your authentic self and really care about people okay next um if if entrepreneurs are kind of needing to reframe their thinking to be in alignment with this how would you say they should go about that yeah i think that um a lot of entrepreneurs and i hate to just overgeneralize us and say something that could seem kind of derogatory toward us as a people group business owners but uh, a lot of us are so infected, I think, mentally by Instagram culture. Like everything is so cropped and filtered and plastic and let me position it in this or that way so that 
I look good. I got to look like a boss, a leader, a maven of some sort. Um, I think that we need to reframe our thinking so that uh, we're not focused on trying to be awesome, but instead we're focused on trying to see awesome. And what I mean by that is every single person we interact with, we want to find something in them that's worthy of celebrating. And for some people, it's really easy to do. Some people are super genuine, super charismatic, super fun. Some people are like, look, dude, I'm just here to consume the goods and services that you provide. And I'm not really <laughs> looking to have a conversation mm -hmm. with you. I don't really feel comfortable revealing a lot about myself you know one guy came in the gym uh, a couple weeks ago and i was like hey what's up man first time here what's your name he was like d like okay that's yep. is that your whole government name like your mama really just named you <laughs> said, an I don't initial want you to know my name yeah you know like some people are are kind of more reserved or more guarded and that's okay even with D, I don't need to connect with you on a first name basis, nor do I need to go and like try to sneak and read some roster and find out what your name was and then use that to prove how genuine I am. It's cool. You're D. Awesome. Me and D are friends. And then I noticed something about D's performance in the workout that's compliment worthy or whatever the case may be. But the point is we cannot as entrepreneurs walk around uh, with this S on our chest like here I am when clients come in the door. It's there you are. I'm so happy you're here today. Finding those little things that you can connect with people on at a genuine level to where you can truly celebrate them. Like their wins become your wins. Oh, I love that so much. That is so good. Especially in, when I think about it in terms of like, you know, the S in your chest and trying to be like super hotshot entrepreneur, you know, that doesn't connect with people. Instead, show people your flaws. Where have you messed up? you know, be transparent. That is, that goes so far in terms of connecting with people because it's like, oh, wow, she's a human, you know, she feels and I can connect with her there. So I think, yeah, not trying to be big boss, hashtag CEO, um, and just being yourself is so key. Definitely. I see that play out a lot of times when uh, we're doing our off season training protocol, like with athletes, so these professional athletes will come in and obviously, you know, their name is being said on ESPN. They make a good salary like they're in certain contexts. They're, you know, they're hot stuff. Right. But when you put people through a challenging drill, they are nothing but human. They get tired. They ask how much more time do I have to spend in this set? How much rest time am I going to get to recover? Like you're going to see armor fall off of any and everybody at any moment and the cool thing is i noticed that my relationship with those people gets better when that weakness is exposed like you feel stronger knowing that it's okay for me to be weak in front of you yeah awesome okay so when you think about your relationship with your client who is your client in relation to you how do you view that relationship um, I view it two ways. I think that uh, my client is my boss. Anybody listening that has like a little bit of like ego somewhere in there that they don't want to own up to probably felt a little twinge there. Uh, we like to say we are our own boss, but in reality, it'd be better for us to just own that. We are healthier as entrepreneurs if we have a lot of bosses. Right. If your business grows big time and you got a whole lot of clients, well, you got a whole lot of bosses. You got a whole lot of people to listen to who can call the shots, give you direct feedback so you know exactly how you're doing so that you're able to better serve them. And then if I could just be corny and use another B word, I'm going to say they're also my bestie. Like where else can your boss be your best friend? Right. 
Like, working in corporate America, I don't think a lot of people would consider their boss to be a close friend. It's just somebody that you respect, maybe even fear or feel a little insecure around. Like, my performance is kind of a thing. Like, that's the elephant in the room here. It kind of contaminates conversation. But I think that as entrepreneurs, we have this beautiful and unique opportunity to embrace the fact that our clients are our bosses they do call the shots they are worth listening to and it's actually imperative that we do listen to what they have to say take their feedback to heart and perform in a way that well represents their stances on things but then they're also like our besties they're our homies they're our friends there there are people that we um get into authentic and genuine uh, relationships with like i know my life has been changed by some of our clients and i'm just totally humbled and honored that they would feel that we've changed their life in some way. And these are people I'll journey with forever. Yeah, that's great. Especially on the boss piece. I think when you, when you look at your business as, as though it's service to others, like that's when you really win. Right. So if you're going in to serve these people, you know, there is not like, Oh, here I am. Cool business owner walking around the gym, <laughs> you know, instead it's like, Hey, can I get you some water? Hey, do you need to like, you're, you're there to serve. And that really sets your business apart because people can feel that. Awesome. Okay. So have you ever seen this done poorly? Like, have you, is there an example out there of like this not working well? Yeah, for sure. So I try to, anytime I speak of another entrepreneur, only speak of them in an honoring tone. Uh, but as I'm giving an example here of seeing this client relations thing not go over so well, um, there there was a business co-owned by two gentlemen. Uh, one of them was kind of the face of the brand and one of them was kind of ducked off in the back office. Well, this gentleman who was the face of the brand, kind of word around town was that he just wasn't really the most kind or endearing guy. Like he knew everything about everything. He was super proficient in the performance of essential tasks of what this business was here to do, but he just couldn't quite be the lovable dude that people really would have preferred to connect with. So it kind of starts to affect um, the strength of their business and they're starting to see people leave their business and go to the competition. And then he makes a bold move. He owns like, okay, something's not working here. He then shifts back, lets his business partner step into the forefront. That guy was a dynamic people person. Now, this dude didn't quite have the same aptitude and proficiency as his business partner, who used to be the face of the brand when it came to certain pieces that would really carry this boat. But because people liked him, it was like an instant spike, like instant success. All of a sudden, everything turned around and their story was kind of redeemed by it. So... Um, I just think that's a really cool example and something we can all take note of because if we as entrepreneurs who are looking to grow and scale and, and really do client relations, right? Like what if we really get honest and say, how am I doing in that department? Yeah, that's great. I love that. And it really helps to kind of provide some context and on the flip side. So what does it look like when it's done well? When it's done well, um, relationships are king. Um, people realize that uh, the greatest currency you could ever earn is friendships. Like think about anything you could ever, and gosh, I hope this isn't taken wrong. Like hear my heart, you don't want to do any of this 
without being genuine. Like, don't use people for gain. Right. Hear me on that. But think about anything that's worth obtaining and working hard for, it's always going to take a relationship, right? LeBron James, most talented basketball player in the world, but he was going to need a general manager to draft him and a commissioner to co-sign on that and somebody to sign some paper saying you can go straight from high school to the league and not go to college. There was going to be people in the way for any and everything. You have to have people that, um, not just that you go and lean on and hustle hard to impress, but like really genuine and authentic relationships with people that can then uh, hold the potential to play out in your favor. And I see great brands do this all the time by just doing what we were talking about doing. Just vibe with your tribe, connect with your people, celebrate good things in your people. I think about um, an athletic apparel brand that I do representation for as an ambassador. Um, I didn't even know that they were scouting me out for that. They were just super kind to me and always just said, we love what you're up to, what you're doing, and we want to support that. And the way they found to support that was to bring me on as an ambassador, to which, of course, my first question is, well, what do you want me to do for you, right? Like, what's the catch? Do I have to advertise? Like, what, what's the promo situation look like? They're like, no, 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 you don't get it. We love what you're up to and who you're out here being and how you're showing up in the world. So you go and do and be that and then just... Bring us along for the ride. And so I think that that's incredible. And we're able to do that even with our clients, even as small businesses. We might not own some massive publicly traded brand, but when people are coming through our doors, how are we doing about celebrating what we see in them such that they can then become an ambassador of our brand, that they can become a relationship that then opens more doors for us organically, of course, not in a forced sense, but because they just actually genuinely like you, not just the product that they're they're getting from you, but they like you. Yeah, another uh, practical way we do this um, at the league, and if you have a brick and mortar business or if you have a lot of clients, this is just one idea, is we do something called league lives. So we're just using the branding of our gym, which is called the league, and we create these like these one-off events, right? Um, there's no crazy set time or anything to them, but whenever something feels right, we're like, hey, we're going to do sand volleyball um, and it, people just love it. Or we're going to meet up at a restaurant or, you know, our Christmas party. We have these different league lives where people can connect because if you think about it, it's a sweaty gym that people are seeing each other in. And it's so funny when we have these events because it's like, oh, wow, that's how you look without, you know, your hair in a ponytail and all grimy and, you know, coming after work, rushing to get into class. Like, wow, you know, you clean up nice kind of thing. And so not only are we connecting with our clients, but we're allowing them to connect with each other because because truly people are yearning for connection. People want that. People want more than just what they're getting from your business. They they want to feel that connection. So if there are ways you can do that, whether it's a pop-up or however it might look, random little events, you know, and it doesn't have to be crazy, you know, it could just be super simple, a way for people to connect either at your location or, or offsite. It's just a, another way to really like promote that connection, which is just, it really just, you know, takes your brand to another level because people are able to connect in that way. Okay, great. So um, how do you make 
your own story more accessible to clients. I know I people, you know, kind of struggle sometimes. We talked a little bit about transparency earlier. Sometimes people are like, I don't know if I'm even that interesting or I don't know if I'm going to really connect with people or if there's anything interesting I have to say or maybe there's tough parts of my past or of my life that I don't really want to talk about. Like, so how do you connect your story and make it, make it more accessible to clients? Well, I think there's a big difference uh, for a lot of us between what we do for a living and what we are living. Uh, I think it's really important that we show our clients what we're living, especially as it pertains to the culture uh, of our brand. So, for example, um, being a gym owner, I like to just like let people see me sweat. You know, there's a big uh, there's an, an old adage that says never let them see you sweat. And it was meant to be like, you know, keep your tough guy face on and you know, don't let your competition one up you and that kind of deal. Look, man, as a gym owner, I would hate to be the guy that uh, is constantly, uh, here I go again using the Instagram analogy, cropping and filtering my reality to make it look like I'm just a beast in the gym. I'd rather you know that I'm doing this workout today too that I'm leading you all through. And yeah, it kind of hurts and there's some challenging pieces of it, but I'm getting through it and I'm stronger because I subjected myself to that moment of weakness. Yeah, I'm walking around here sore. We can have a whole conversation and laugh about that too. Um I think about a story I once heard uh, from a guy who was white water rafting and he's getting ready to take his family on this trip and there was two potential guides he could go with and he didn't know which guide he wanted to go with. So one guy was like, I mean, had just gone to every seminar imaginable and could name drop the best white water rafters and, you know, he, he knows all this stuff about white water rafting. He's only been a couple times and he's just getting started to actually get on the water but he's really learned a whole lot about what he's going to experience when he gets on the water well this other guy he talked to had zero formal education but he was like yeah my grandma lived right by some rapids when i was a kid and i was at her house every weekend and i've gone up and down this river like every year for the past three decades well he chose the guy who's living it not the guy who does it for a living and why wouldn't he, right? Like clients can um, be inspired by perfection, but they can only relate with vulnerability. Like, don't tell me I'm a mastermind at this because I graduated with this and that degree, which it is so good to get merits and to uh, learn things to progress. I'm not taking a dump on academia. I have a master's degree in my field myself. But quite frankly, I think it's so much more powerful to clients that I'm actually living it, that I'm actually trying my best to be on a good workout program and nutrition program as a fitness instructor, but then I'm also really honest about the times when I have to skip a day because I'm just super tired or I'm sore or life is too busy trying to corral my two kids or the fact that every now and then I'm gonna get me a good pizza. I eat clean as a lifestyle, but living it out and then also being very honest about the moments that uh, come along the journey that show uh, a kink in the armor, an imperfection, uh, something that people can actually relate to. Yes, yes, and yes. Y'all know that, I mean, as I as I launched Bird Williams Consulting, we were also launching Terry the Trainer app. I'm also getting ready to launch um, uh, an event center with my family as well. So there's like a lot going on and it's kind of crazy and it can seem overwhelming, but also it's like, yeah, I'm helping other clients do the same thing, launching and growing their businesses. So it's like, I have a lot of great content. I am like in, in the mud. I'm like rolling around with y'all because like I'm doing this again and again and again. So, um, it's just super helpful to be like, yeah, this is, this is what it is. Like this is the everyday and people can really relate to it there. So I totally see how that kind of ties in. 
I love that. Cool. Are there any other takeaways? Yeah, I think my final takeaway would just be this. Don't fake it till you feel it. Um, another old adage, fake it till you make it. Just kind of like put yourself in the position that supposes that you got it going on because then you're kind of getting into a rhythm of it. You get used to it and then it kind of eventually comes to be. Look, when it comes to relationships with other human beings, because we are relational beings, don't go and just fake it because it's going to just totally be cheesy. It's not, people don't actually connect with anything that's not real, raw, relatable. Got to be candid, got to be vulnerable. So it's better if you're not really in the mode of mastering this to not go and jump in tomorrow and just be like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to become a maven at connecting with people. No, maybe you just get a little bit more honest tomorrow. So, hey, how you doing today? You don't have to cook up some story about how you're doing great and awesome and try to make it inspirational to them. You know, I've really had better days. That raw honesty is going to draw people to you even more. And telling people what you don't know, I find, helps a whole lot. Something that you're exploring, that you're working on, that you haven't quite yet figured out, but that you know with confidence when you do pull it together, it's going to take you to another level. Telling that story is incredible. You're not dooming yourself to lacking something, but you're not totally falsely elevating yourself to a level of having mastered something you're simply sharing with people something that you're navigating journeying through and on your way to seeing a victory in yeah yeah i love it awesome thanks for hopping into the studio with me tonight for sure appreciate you stepping into my life yeah yeah all right (laughs) well thank you so much for following us on spotify for subscribing on apple Podcasts, and for telling your entrepreneur friends about bird means business talk to you next week all right y'all it's time for terry's take you ready? Okay. Do you consider yourself a people person? Yeah, I want the blue and green one like this. Yeah, I want the green one and blue one. You want a blue and green what? Yeah, blue and green one guitar like that. Okay, yeah, you want a blue and green guitar. Here, let's put this down so that it's not making noise. Okay. Um, and But are you a people person? Do you enjoy being around people? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Do you have a lot of fun with your friends? Do you like to be with your friends? Yeah. What do you do when we go to the doctor's office? Um, whenever we walk in, what do you say? Um, I get flipping and running. In. I oh, get Lord. this one on a cowboy. The cowboy. Whenever you see the doctor, what do you say? You say hi. I'm. What do you say? Terry, I am Terry. Hi, I'm Mr. Terry. <laughs> That's what you've been saying for forever. Yeah. You're such a people person. That's a really great quality to have. You know that? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you like to be around people? Because I like to because I like to see Nikki ever I want to because Ryan Blippy don't like to see like basketballs. Oh wow. We talk a lot about Ryan and Blippy on the show, so there's that. Um, okay, so if someone's not a people person, like, maybe mommy isn't always, like, the best people person. If someone's not a people person, what can they do to be, become a people person? Um, to play guitar and a microphone, then to make it mouth, because making us all have to make me That's a good answer. So, if you're not a, a people person, 
you can basically use your strengths. Like you like to play guitar and you like to sing on a microphone. So you just like focus on your strengths and then um, you don't have to worry so much about like everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do that. That's how you do that. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for watching. You know, say happy and rise up. Stay healthy. Did you just say stay healthy? <laughs> Where did you hear that from? <laughs> you are too cute. I said bye. Thank you for watching. You never say happy and rise up. Bye. Stay healthy. You said rise up. Stay healthy. I don't know whose show that's on, but it's apparently on our show. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's daddy do that. Okay. Ryan, Alrighty. Oh, cheers to Ryan and his dad and to being a people person. Ryan, dad, do that. Ryan. Can you get a kiss? Mwah. Love you. Love you. Bye.